time for two blokes talking tech. There is a lot going on in technology, as always. For the latest news and information about technology. It's fantastic to get these speeds on a mobile phone, isn't it? The speeds on this thing are amazing. Two blokes talking tech. Very nice, snappy performance. It's a good phone. Yeah, there's a few pros and cons with this. With Trevor Long from yourtechlife.com. Now, my advice to people who like this kind of service is... And Stephen Fennick from techguide.com.au. I really like this new service. Gives you that flexibility to hear your music anywhere. Two blokes talking tech. Stephen and Trevor always providing the best advice. Lots to talk about on Two Blokes Talking Tech. This is Two Blokes Talking Tech. Two Blokes Talking Tech, episode 254, live from a palatial residence in Coogee, Sydney. Stephen Fennick joins me from techguide.com.au. G'day, mate. G'day, Trevor. It's uh, welcome into my home. (laughs) (laughs) I wish this was my home. (laughs) Yeah, Uh, yeah, you do. We're looking out over Gordon's Bay right now, actually. We're we're actually in Gordon's. Coogee's the adjoining suburb. A little known Gordon's Bay, we should say. Gordon's Bay is between, for this is a free geography lesson for the week, (laughs) is between Coogee... Beach, then you've got Gordon's Bay, and then heading north, then you've got Clovelly. Okay, so, right. And then Bondi north of that? Bondi, no, actually, no. Uh, north of... Uh, what are they, hang north, on, hang north on. North of Clovelly is, Tam, is uh, Tamar- uh, Bronte, I, then Tamarama, and then Bondi. For our international listeners... But I, but I wasn't incorrect in saying it was north of that. Yeah, I didn't say yeah. it was the next beach north. Okay. Sorry for not being okay. an eastern suburbs yeah, beach snob. Hood, this is my hood here. Yeah. <laughs> uh, this is Two Blokes Talking Tech. We'll run you through the tech news of the week and we'll tell you why we are in Coogee right here on Two Blokes Talking Tech. Thanks to the good people at Netgear, netgear.com.au. All right, so we are here at a palatial home because this is the kind of trend of late for TV companies when they're launching a TV is to not just hire a big warehouse and show us their TVs, but try and put them in situ a little bit to get a bit of a feeling for Good what phrase. a phrase, in situ. That's exactly what I was thinking. Beautiful. Well Thanks. <laughs> Can you go to iTunes and give phrase. me a five-star rating sure for my, my use of the word in situ? In situ. Um, we'll give a five-star rating to our own podcast. That's sure. Yeah, and just, yeah, that, that would be hilarious. Stephen Fennick. Yeah. Trevor, Trevor made a good use of the word <laughs> oh, no, in situ. There'll, there'll be a different pseudonym for that one. Oh, really? What will it be? <laughs> uh, Never have I ever? Probably of a... <laughs> Probably a Star Wars character, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> the dark side. Okay. Yeah, so um, Samsung here tonight have all of their latest, most some of their latest, because when you look at the list of televisions that they have, it's not it's all of them. Quite a few. Um, latest uh, TVs. And specifically calling out their SUHD. Now, the SUHD is, is the same brand uh, as last year, but it's been enhanced again this year with, with uh, a better picture quality. It's, it is, a, as we've said before, an evolution, not a revolution in television. It has been for many years. But... What they've done here, quite smart, I think, and to be honest, I come to these things and think, I've seen the TV, I'm okay with it, but they did three things. They talked to us us about how people use TVs and the design experience. I found that really interesting. I did not. I was surprised. (laughs) I was surprised that that Samsung had... So, well, so such a visible person like that who actually admits that they go, she goes into people's homes, yeah. watches them watch TV. I'm assuming she gets I, permission. I, I hope so, <laughs> unless she's got a good pair of binoculars. She, she right. said she sits, you know, at research centres and and uh, focus groups. She reads people's feedback yeah. to find out what they want with television. But then well, she also sits in people's what? homes. Because so imagine having someone. Because she went to the point of saying that she knows that people when they come home, they go upstairs, they get changed um, out of their work clothes. And she, I'm just going, are you even watching they people? Upstairs, I mean, only a single level dwelling, mate. Okay, well you they get my Point. Yeah, after a long day at work, they turn so, the TV on in the background. And, and yeah. the point about that was there was a lot of conversation about we, we, we whether we hide our TVs, whether we're putting them in cab 
cabinet steel and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Then we move to a to a conversation about the user interface, and I want to drill in on this a in a little bit yeah. more detail shortly. But you know how the user interface has changed and what they're doing with that, and that is to 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 my mind, that is the the selling yeah. point of well, this television in 2016. It does play into the one of the things that uh, was her name, Catherine, the the, the the person who goes into people's homes. She was saying that one of the things, one of the features that people look for, well, apart from the obvious things picture quality and all that was also the ease of use that's right ease of use and that whole interface has a lot to do with that and then and look let's not we don't want to overwhelm people here but then we talked about quantum physics now we could talk for half an hour now, about quantum you, physics I ask you a question mm -hmm. did you go into a coma for 10 minutes then <laughs> during that or not I'm going to be honest with you here when they said we're going to spend the next 10 minutes talking about quantum physics and why the quantum dot is their technology I thought oh my god I've sat front and centre how do I get out of this right and they had a professor of quantum physics here who, let's be honest, wasn't as nerdy as he could have been. He explained in, as I think, as good a layman's terms as you possibly could, quantum physics yeah. and the quantum dot. Uh, he took yeah, questions kind of and, and answered them quite yeah. well. Out of 10, though, how much of that did you understand? Be honest. Oh, out, of out of 10, 10. three yeah. at best, right? But, but I got what I needed, which was what they're doing is, is taking the pixel and using quantum dot technology yeah. to enhance the colour of that pixel coming out and, yeah. it, and it creates a better colour. That's, that's really all I needed to know. Yeah, what I took out of it was that from what I could understand. And the quantum physics is sexy. That's what the yeah. quantum physics professor said. Absolutely. Of course he was going to say that. But what I took out of it was how they can affect the nature of light and colour and d d d going to that, to that quantum level hmm things change and light changes and colour changes and uh, they've got some very, very smart people at Samsung and, to think of. And let's be clear, you can have, um, and with the res greatest respect to the woman who was upstairs talking about design, you can have people who are experts and you can pay them to come and talk about their yeah. field, right? But I'm telling you right now, a professor of quantum physics... I don't care whether he's paid or not, yeah. doesn't make stuff up for fun about a brand, right? Yeah. So he has immersed himself in this technology for the for the particular brand and he's explained it quite well. So I think it was very smart. So, uh, you know, that that is good. That yeah. They have the quantum dot technology. It does create a, a great picture. But I've got to be honest, I think we're almost to the point where picture quality is not as important as some of the other things they've talked about. So, yeah. But the other thing, interestingly, which I think they've, they've looked at LG and they've gone, we need to do that. In their retail environment, they're going to put their SUHD yeah, the alongside the UHD, well, and they're going to say, "Have a look," which is what LG Same does as LG, well. But um, just that you, as you're bringing up LG, I think it's important to note that obviously we've talked about LG and OLED, and, and we're both fans. Samsung have taken obviously a totally different tack here with with Quantum Dot, and, I, and I've got to say, looking at the images here, they look phenomenal. Not only the picture quality, just but a what's quick quick message for Phil: we both like the 88 inch. Yes, thank you, Phil Newton. Yes, I'll give you my address later where He's that can be it, delivered. Mate. He's got it. Absolutely. But uh, what, what impressed me even more was the design of the TVs. They have the, the stands uh, have, have give, give the impression where the screen is like floating. Yeah. It, it looks like they've put as much work into, and the, the woman who was talking about design, sort of the whole idea of design is to make people happy and comfortable. And mm. that's what I think because, they've achieved. Because that. home is our happy place. She made that's that right. point, yeah. which I think, I think was critical. And it's funny how now we reflect on it, you actually see how many things come out of those sessions place, absolutely yeah, don't you think of course, of course it's it's where you're with your family it's the yeah, people you love the most right, it's, yeah. it is and so why would you want something ugly and jarring in one of the rooms that you spend the most time and yeah. the other thing i'd say about the the quantum dot and and all that stuff is that by putting it side by side they're 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 
they're basically upselling their own technology, which is what they need to do. They need to have, because, and we'll talk about the pricing in a minute. They've got a thousand different televisions coming out. And what they need to do is have steps of progression where they can upsell people to the best quality yeah. or you know, pull people back from the best yeah. quality if they can't afford it. Um, but they're also still talking about Curve. And they talked in their own mind yeah. about the, 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 <clears throat> the power of Curve in their, in their high-end SUHD. Yeah. Curve is more than 50%. But I also think that's just, you know, at that price point, people don't, didn't really have much of a choice. You know what, though? I think, and I've asked this question of Samsung, I've asked this question of LG and other companies. Samsung, to me, seemed to attract a customer that loves curved TVs. That I reckon if you looked at them on a per-brand basis, Samsung would have a way higher concentration of customers who buy curved TVs. I think they marketed it better than yeah. anyone else. That, that's the other thing. That I think Samsung be. is, is yeah. renowned for their marketing yeah. of curve. So... I'm just not sure at a retail level. It is, I, I don't think LG and Hisense and others would walk away from Curve if it wasn't selling. If, if it was selling, so that's Absolutely. interesting to me. It's interesting to me. But let's let's a few before details about the TV though. Just want to just yep. quickly run through the well. The smart hub is a very smart idea. Just make it. It's all about the ease of use, and I think having that all all in one access. The one remote is another thing where they're trying to simplify things. So now even is, even allow you to control other brand devices. And, and let's be critical here. We've had well, let's be you know a really important point here is what I mean. This is a single universal remote that ships with the television. So we've had universal remotes. Even your Foxtel remote people don't know is a universal remote. But this one is so smart that when you plug a Blu-ray player, not even a Samsung one or a Foxtel box in, it knows what it is, it appears on the screen as that and the universal remote is configured to control that. Yeah. So with the Samsung remote, you can control your Foxtel box even though you haven't ever told it mm. you know, what the box is. It's automatically detecting that. That is critical, I think, for creating that, that unified experience. My only criticism is the little remote. For, I think you brought this up when we were talking about it, that some older users may not be happy with that. The, 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 they don't see buttons, they don't see numbers, yeah. but they are going to ship a regular remote control mm. in the box as well. I would compromise and I would put the numbers back on the remote. Uh, LG, on their Magic Remote It'd two years bigger. ago, no, bigger. no, but L you think of LG Magic Remote didn't didn't have numbers, and it's it was it just wider. had less buttons on it, yeah. right? But they've put the numbers back on because mate, people just want to press channel nine and get channel yeah. nine, and so I think that's missing. But that's not the end of the world. But they're going to give them that. The, but, but the thing, the it's thing, a um, the um, what what impressed me too was the you know how these are obviously smart TVs they're connected to services like Netflix and your Foxtel box and mm. all these things. What impressed me, and I think I asked the question in the room. They've actually worked with these companies on a global level, especially like yeah. Netflix, especially oh, no, no. to develop APIs so that their TVs work better with Netflix. The, the great example he used was he was in the middle of watching an episode of House of Cards, turned the TV off, then turned it back on again, and it was still up to where he was where he was at in the episode. And for the people that have been with us for 254 episodes, scroll back, people. I've been talking about this for four years. The biggest problem with television today, the manufacturers of television is, they aren't changing the experience. Then when you turn it back on, it just goes to the last channel. Yeah. This is the first time I've It'll seen source, a right? television yeah. going, hang on a minute, he was watching HDMI 1 before. Bring me back to HDMI yeah. 1. Bring me to the smart hub menu. Bring me to where I was. Mm. Plus, so that to me, huge. And the second right. thing that's huge for me, and you, you touched on it, the smart hub, there's a home button on the remote yeah. and it brings up you know, your favourite things that you want to connect to. <coughs> now, channels you can put up there. Correct. But here's the thing, and you mentioned this briefly, but you can actually then scroll up. So you go to Netflix and you scroll up and it shows you the last thing you watched. So yeah. while you're watching Channel yeah. 9, so you get, 
their API, they would. You could be watching Studio 10 in the morning, watching, you know, Joe and Co. sitting there with Stephen Fennick, and then you go, I'm going to watch some Netflix. You scroll up, you're still watching Studio 10 in the background, and you can look at what you last watched on Netflix. You can look at recommended. So they're actually bringing Netflix content into the TV menu. And with Foxtel, you could say, I want to watch Foxtel, and it could have your four favourite channels there. So here's what I'm saying. I'm Sports Channel. It'd be a Foxtel Channel 506 for the motorsport, 601 for Sky News, um, and I've unsubscribed to everything else. So I don't. 22. A and E. Yeah. That's right. You're not a Foxtel customer anymore. Well, I'm still got Fox Sports and and still hanging on. Good luck, yeah. Good luck. So, so here's my thing. LG, in my mind had the best user interface on a television with yes, their WebOS. Web OS 3. I'm telling you right now, this challenges it. And in a store... And this is Tizen. Is it Tizen? Is oh, the I back, couldn't is give the, a... Is the, is the, <laughs> I couldn't give a rat. It's the... Uh, no, it's the it's the basis for it. I understand, yeah. But no, in, neither will customers. Yeah, if right. you're in a store... That's twice I've hit the microphone. I know, thanks. All the bumping, it's Stephen. <laughs> um, I've gone to the trouble of putting a sock on here, and you yeah. just keep... Bumping it, yeah. In a store... If, if a salesman was upselling the LG because of their, their menu, Samsung can now counter that with upselling their menu as well. And I think it's a really important feature, and that's why I think they've done an absolutely brilliant job. Outside of all the quantum dot and the design, I think the smart hub, the remote, and, and those features in that smart hub are excellent. You think about the challenges of a company like Samsung, who's led the market for 10 years. They've got to find ways to improve an already excellent product. And, and, these, and, and they've done that with these features. And you could rest on your laurels and say, we're just going to ship 2015 TVs for two years, right? Yeah. No, no. But think about it, right? Car companies essentially do that. They ship the same, same car for six years with a few minor tweaks. Yeah. Television companies are under pressure to keep selling new TVs every year. Now, I think they've done a great job. I, I, I do struggle. I think Quantum Dot is amazing, but I don't, I don't know that it's going to sell televisions. So I think... The, the proof's I think, in the pudding, though. I think People are going to stand in front of it and see it. They're going to see the difference. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, look, overall, uh, amazing. And the last thing I want to mention is down in that, that home theatre room, the sound system, yeah, I, I know, I know it's great, bar. but here's yeah. what I thought was amazing. The sound bar is wireless, yeah. so there's no optical cable, nothing, no HDMI. The sound just bar is power. wireless, just needs, just needs power. power. Yeah. And then wireless to a small little box in the back with two speakers, and it's only like a 180 buck option. Bucks, yeah, yeah. So it's wireless to the to the television and to the back speakers. Yeah. That is a very good sound bar sound no, system. Absolutely, and the thing with that Samsung have developed all these products, their audio products through their audio labs in California. Yeah, you've been there. And, and I've been there, yeah, and, and they're, they're test chambers and, and I've got to say their sound quality has jumped unbelievable and they acknowledge that here with their soundbar they said you know what we had a soundbar it was good but it didn't really give you the ultimate surround sound yeah. experience so they put it through the lab they've redesigned the bar and they've enhanced the bar it's a very very good thing pricing wise it is a it's a big range it's a it's a large um, range, range of prices as well right but now. but just go to the to the top of the range the the SUHDs what are we talking there they haven't Oops. announced pricing for the 88 inch 88 inch 78 inch <laughs> no pricing the 65 inches 6299. That's a good price. Uh, and the 55 inches 4299, another good price. But they've got a Series 9 75 inch here with a price of 10999. And it goes all the way down to a 55 inch Series 8, which is 3599. And the UHD TVs, which are, don't have the little S on the start, they're still 4K Ultra HD. But just before you talk about that, I'm confused by the Series 8s and 9s and stuff. I think that's the problem is a consumer is going to look at that and go, yeah. what's the difference between a Series 8 and a Series well, 9? And I don't the think. The better, yeah. Yeah, but how, what's better? Tell me what's different. I think that's so the punish. Many, they've got so many variations. Yeah, I agree with you, mate. I think uh, we should also mention too the Ultra HD 4K Blu-ray player. Yes. Which and you've is, been playing with that in the in the I big have. home theater. Yes, I have, and I've got to say I haven't watched a 4K movie on it yet. 
but I have set it Jeez, up. Jeez, what about you itching there? There was like six. There was six discs in that room over there because they're not released till next week, and you're sitting there going. Oh mate, I was thinking of saying, "What's that over there?" It's the one in my pocket. But anyway, I didn't do that. But the it's five ninety nine. The SUHD player, four K Blu Ray player. Movies are coming. There's going to be discs in store this week. Sony movies are going to be on sale. Fox, Roadshow, Universal, they're all coming. So it's going to complete the 4K circle. We're going to finally see native 4K content on a disc. Uh, and I've got to say that from what I've used, I've only used the 4K player for Blu-ray, and it does have a remarkable upscaling uh, technology. Which is critical, right? Because it's all yeah. well and good to have 4K discs, but we've also got to have the upscale. Yeah, so right. many people have got movies. Yeah. Look at your library of Blu-rays, right? Yeah. Great, beautiful movies, and you've got a beautiful cinema, you've got a beautiful projector, but you need the upscaling to make that uh-huh. really go to the next and, and, and the good thing about it is, too, is the projector's got upscaling, the player's got upscaling, so you, I you could... upscaling up the razoo. I could, up the, <laughs> I could tell the difference, and, and I put movies that I know really well, including Star Wars, mm-hmm. and I could tell the difference. And just for the people at home, he's got new seats in the cinema, but he hasn't invited me around yet. I mean, just... Well, I'm I mean, if you think we're friends, we see each other once a week, and he brushes me for the, the other six days. For your information, the seats arrived this afternoon. I could have been there too. So I've been sitting here. I've been sitting on the cliff. I could. I could have watched the movie this afternoon. They arrived at like three thirty this afternoon. So you're already on your way here. Okay. So, um, full look, disclosure. Look, the um, we'll have uh, full uh, uh, details of, of the products, and then later down the track, we'll have reviews of the televisions. But overall, um, a very impressive lineup, I think, from Samsung this year. So, uh, in a uh, very impressive location as well. Very, very much so. Uh, details at techguide.com.au and eftm.com.au. Two blokes talking tech. You're listening to Two Blokes Talking Tech with Trevor Long and Stephen Fennick. The telco market is something we talk about a fair bit. Plans are something people always talk about, look for, ask us advice about. Uh, but this week, Vaya, which is a reseller of the Optus 4G network. And How many I times have you heard about them before now? Uh, yeah, not many, but I understand, though, Vaya is owned by Amazim. Yes, they're in the same building. I met yeah. with them last week, and they're in the same building as Amazim. They only bought them a few months ago, um, but they've always been a, a low-cost post-paid carrier. So they don't have prepaid plans. They only have post-paid SIM-only month-to-month plans. Um, and, and they've announced this week a price beat guarantee. Now, we've seen this in supermarkets, in retail, but this is critical because it means that you can go, you can look at a catalogue for Kogan or something, and you can say, hang on a minute, three gig of data, unlimited calls, unlimited texts. I've got that with Vaya, and it's $20, and they're offering it for 19 You ring Vaya. They've got a special call centre, and they will check that you're, you're telling the truth about the offer. They will immediately give you that price and give and you a month, month free. What I like about this, and look, it's a, it's a gutsy move, a very, very clever move on their behalf, I think. And not only, look, the, the reason people go on these types of plans to begin with is to give them that flexibility to say, right, I'm not happy here, I'm moving. I want to, I've seen a better deal. So they've got to go through the trouble of porting their number, changing everything over, changing their billing. It's a hassle. Hmm. So Vaya has very cleverly sort of removed that pain point and said, right, you, are, you become our customer. We'll match any other deal out there and give you that free month. Mm. I think it's going to, well, for a start, it's going to make people aware of that Vaya even exists because we're talking about it now. But it's also going to give them a really loyal customer base to think, well, I'm I'm safe. I've got a sense of safety, security here. I don't need to be up and leaving every second month. But here's the great thing, right? They're also basically grandfathering the plans, right? So let's say I I ring up tomorrow. I'm with Vaya. I ring up tomorrow and I get a better deal because Kogan offered a a better deal, right? I get that now. But, But let's say in six months from now, Kogan puts the price up. They don't put the price up. 
they are just you keep that deal until yeah. you until you change until and you do it, something else that's the thing eh? so new and existing customers yeah. get this because we've seen in the past a lot of these MVNOs the virtual virtual network operators have these these whiz bang deals to attract new customers but don't do anything to their existing customers really impressive that Vaya has looked after their existing customers as well the hard part to be honest it's hard finding a match. Like they offer, you know, three point five gig plans to yeah. that you've got to find an exact plan. And it's gonna okay. be four G as well. You can't if someone's offering it like Kogan had all their deals three G, now they're gonna cut over to four G, but yeah. it has to be a four G plan and it's in Australia that's available to everyone, not just to someone who's bargained with the telco that's to get right. a better deal. Yes. Yeah. 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 So but it's still, in the end, as you say. It, it, it attracts their attention. It gives you an opportunity to save money, and that's a good thing. And it um, gives, people, gives customers a sense of security. Details, techguide.com.au and eftm.com.au. Well, we uh, we actually recorded last week's podcast. I remember, I just in remembered Bali, in yeah, Bali, but in yeah, the did. middle of the bloody night, we were tired. Oh, we were tired. We, we I fell did get, asleep during my we, Call of Duty. One segment. and one bloke criticised us for that Call of Duty one thing. Guy, suggested we were. Uh, your I think paid. his name was John. Said that Let's call him John. it sounded like a paid segment. And we should be clear, it wasn't. It wasn't. And I'm just a big fanboy. And, and, and I'm not having a go, John. I'm just I just think it's really important because I think we're both pretty strong on disclosure. Yeah, I think we make very clear here the people that are advertising with us, Netgear in this example, yeah. and, and on both of our podcasts, I think we try and make it very clear in the same way that radio does their Absolutely. live reads, their commercials, their sponsor And credits. if anyone has li- listened to more than a few podcast, our podcasts, Newsflash, I've mentioned in the past I'm a Call of Duty fan, just like I'm a Star Wars well, fan. Before, we all know. Before we talk about Huawei, let's let's run a full disclosure. <laughs> Trevor loves Formula One. Trevor loves F120, whatever game is coming yeah, out. Yeah. Trevor loves... That's about it, really. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Stephen... He's quite a deep man, Trevor. Yeah. Stephen loves Star Wars, Star Wars and Call of Duty South to the extreme. South Sydney yeah. Rabbitohs. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Uh, I like reading, walks on the beach. <laughs> <laughs> it's not your eHarmony profile! <laughs> Oh, you know, interesting, in, interesting in a casual relationship. Well, no, let's, well, let's face anyway. it. People get to know us by what we talk about, Trevor. Yeah, you know, yeah. that's. Uh, I just thought I'd add a little bit to the to the picture. Never have I ever been to Bali before, and uh, it was a great never have I ever been to Bali. Never have I ever eaten a hamburger on in the pool. Uh, yes. that was pretty awesome. It was a great couple of days in Bali. It was a good experience, um, yeah, and, I, and and I've got to say, I never rated Bali as a destination until mm. I got there, and I've got to say, I'm impressed. I, yeah, I, no, I would go back there. Ditto. I'll go back yeah. if I can. If, if I can make it work, if I can stay at that great resort yeah, that exactly, we stayed at, the Grand Hyatt for sure. Do it. Yeah, that'd be nice. So we were, we talked about it last week. They were announcing a, a phone, and we, but we got to play with the phone. So let's quickly talk about it. The Huawei yeah. P9 is the device we knew about it. It was a dual lens camera, but we learnt a little bit more in the day after and using it. Dual lens camera, like a camera, but one of the lenses is colour. One of the lenses is monochrome, yeah. and that allows you to get a kind of a, an image that pops. Yeah. Um, it is it is a everything else is you know great Huawei Android smartphone. Now I've got to tell you. I thought it was a great design because it was a bit unique. It didn't yeah. look like every other smartphone. And you know what impressed me? That the lens, and they made a, they made a point of explaining oh, this, yes. the lens is flush on yes. the back. Like Not even the iPhone has that. iPhone or Samsung, yeah. both not flush. So Although the 5 does, isn't it? That's flush, isn't oh, it? Yeah, but that's the yeah. SE. But, you know, yeah, yeah. it's not yeah, not exactly the world's greatest five. camera, right? Yeah. Oh, man, it's an five. SE. Yeah, it's, no, a, it's a rose gold it's a, SE, it's Stephen. Like yeah. um, <laughs> but, look, I thought it was a really nice design phone, and it yeah. felt really light yeah. in the hand. Uh, USB-C connector, great fingerprint reader, like yes. very fast fingerprint Super recognition. Cool. So I took uh, Galaxy S7, LG G5, Oppo... 
R9 and the iPhone SE. And you did look like a drug dealer over there, Trevor, I've got to say. I was a bit worried that we'd be visiting you at Carabacan Prison before we left. <laughs> Sitting on the beach and walking around with five yeah. phones. Anyway, so I took a bunch People of photos. They're asking you for all kinds of things, didn't they? I've put up, I've put up all those photos on EFTM. Um, and here's the funny story I have to share. Um, I took photos in the daytime and the nighttime. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we're, at, we're at a gala dinner. I'm taking photos. So I get back and I'm uploading the photos. Um, I formatted the LG phone before I got the nighttime photos off. So the nighttime photos do not include the LG, but I'm going to say to you it, it performed as well as the Samsung the G5. Did. We're talking about the G5. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So unfortunately, which, which we're going to talk about. Unfortunately, later. I didn't have the G5 photos. In it. But all through the day, I've got five, five, five cameras, and, and at nighttime four. And I've got to say, the Huawei P9 absolutely on par with the best in the business. Fantastic. I've had plenty of emails from people saying that in their view of the cameras too, yeah. also exceptional. Yeah. The big thing now is how much is it going to cost because it's coming out in June. Um, June or July? Early June, wasn't early, it? Early July, I thought. I think it's early June. June, July. Let's just call it June, July. We don't have a date anyway. Early June. Um, what do you think it should... What, no, no. What, what do you think well, it I'll will... What, what do you think it will be and what do you think it should be? Good. Uh, I think it will be 799 Yep. Maybe I'll, I'll correct that. It will be eight nine nine. It should be six nine nine. Mate, if that thing is six nine nine, it should sell like hotcakes. Because the what's the Oppo? Do you uh, agree with me or not? I I agree. What, I so agree. What you sure it should be and what? It, what I think, think it what, it, what it what it will be what it should be. I'd pay seven nine nine for that phone. I would rec- yeah. well, I would recommend that phone to people at seven nine nine without hesitation. Well, the and I think they'll probably come in at. Eight, nine, nine, because it feels like they're going to do a good deal with one of the big telcos, and I think that's going to end up in a margin for them, and that's that's going to disadvantage the phone because it yeah. needs to be less than eight, nine, nine. Well, here's the thing, and we've we've spoken in recent weeks about the HCC ten, the LG G five. We're going to talk about uh, all these phones being released now. Companies, I think, appear to have too much pride to price it below a thousand bucks or at that level. That, I think they don't want to be considered mid range. Yeah, that they don't want to admit that. You know what? We we want to we want to compete with the big boys. I think reality sets in, and I think if a company like Huawei plays this right, puts it at the right price point, then the people who are going to consider a P9 against a HTC 10 or these other phones that are priced over a thousand dollars are going to think, well, you know what, this is better value, and psychologically, under a thousand bucks is is huge for customers. Okay, so you tell me. What if if a Galaxy S seven is twelve hundred, and a and a Huawei P nine is let's say eight hundred, yeah. right seven nine nine? Yeah. What? Why would you pay more? What? What's, do, do you know what I mean? I struggle brand, to yeah, say why. Loyalty, screen size, there's other factors, and we've got to we've got to make a point here that camera on a smartphone is now one of the deciding factors of that purchase. Which is exactly why so I say why would why, you pay the big bucks for something why, that's like the G five, which again we're going to be talking about in a minute. And all these other devices, page one of their press kit and their review code, whatever they've got, is camera. How good the camera is. It, it's it's now become like the fact that it can make phone calls and uh, calls and texts and all that. That's irrelevant now. Now it's your camera. The manual for Very photographic important. modes on this yeah, on this thing absolutely. were exceptional. Yeah. It, it performed excellent in bright light. Yes, D- um, dark. Low light it, was great. Low light was awesome. Yeah. I, I really firmly believe they've got an opportunity here, and I think that it's a real punish for the light, for the Oppos and Huawei's of the world to to get market share in Australia, despite the fact they're huge overseas. So, look, we don't know yet. 
We will find out soon. Um, we will have details and, and uh, more detailed reviews because we haven't really reviewed the phone, but I've done the, the camera. Um, in, yeah, I've, got, in I've got some images I'm going to put up on Tech Guide the next couple of days. I took a, a few as well, and I did a comparison just with the iPhone because uh, the point we should make, and, and, and you can see it on your side as well, is that think pictures always look good on the phone you took it off. Oh, yeah, yeah. Always do that. It's when you take them off the device, like we've done, take them off the device, put them on neutral territory on the same screen, then you can tell which is the better photo. 100%. You can check out uh, my photo review at uh, eftm.com.au and in the coming weeks and months we'll have full reviews at techguide.com.au and eftm.com.au. And we do it all thanks to the good people at Netgear, netgear.com.au. And it doesn't matter whether you've got a beautiful uh, waterfront mansion like this or a uh, small studio apartment, Wi-Fi is critical. And uh, there is there is a device for everyone. Now, the Netgear Nighthawk X8 is top of the range. It's a $700 product with uh, active antenna technology, which is fantastic. For a huge home like this, it is absolutely mind-blowing, absolutely not required for a studio apartment, but there are products all the way down the range. I found the active antennas and the performance of the X8 Nighthawk to be exceptional in my home, a large two-story home. It, it enhanced the Wi-Fi in the deepest parts of the home. Fantastic product. You can read about both of our reviews at our websites, eftm.com.au and techguide.com.au. And of course, for more information about the product itself and uh, links to where to buy it, netgear.com.au. Two Blokes Talking Tech. You're listening to Two Blokes Talking Tech. With Trevor Long and Stephen Fennick. So our listeners are our best researchers, as they say. Um, I was driving home from somewhere the other day, and my phone was just buzzing with text messages and emails from people saying, what's happening with Channel 7? So I, I got home, I turned it on, and here, here on my television, 7HD uh, on Channel 70. Had a quick look, and it's, how about this in terms of listeners? Someone videoed it. They, they were watching Channel 70, watching Channel 7, and they're videoing, they're, they're recording it all, so they've rewound it and videoed it for me, but it, then it flicked to black, and then suddenly Seven Mate was on the screen. So suddenly, the content in Sydney, let's, and this gets complicated, but in Sydney, Channel 70 is now a HD service running Seven Mate content. Channel 73 is now a SD service running Seven Mate content. In Melbourne, Channel 70 is Seven HD running Channel 7 content. I got very confused by this, thinking they were just testing, working through it. Channel 7 got a little bit upset because I published an article and uh, caused the internet to break on their regard. But finally, they confirmed to me that what they've done is make the AFL available in HD. So in Melbourne and Adelaide, Channel 7 is now available in HD for Friday and Saturday night football on Channel 70. In Sydney, Perth and Brisbane, 7 Mate shows the HD. AFL in, in HD. HD on Channel 70. So they can say now the AFL is available on Channel 70 okay. in HD, Whoa. but the content is different in, in, in different states. Okay. Very confusing and disappointing too because it means that, I don't know, who'd want to watch Sunrise? Sorry, who'd want to watch, <laughs> who'd want to watch Sunrise in Whoa. HD? Um, yeah, Val's not here. <laughs> no, so what's, what's a Channel 7 show? My Kitchen Rules, right? Yeah. You want to watch that in HD? You yeah. can't in Sydney. In Melbourne, you can. And a bigger question, what's happening with the Olympics? And they haven't answered that question. Yeah, I've asked them. Well, I think, well, Where's the, the Olympics? Has, it, has seven got the yes. Olympics or is it what channel? No, no, it's on seven. seven. What channel is the Olympics primary? Look, the opening ceremony. Yeah. How's that going? Because that's during the AFL season, isn't it? Yes, it is. Very interesting well, times I, ahead. It's interesting too. Like sport's a big deciding factor here because I think seven oh. must have been must have felt the pressure from Channel Nine, who had their NRL in HD, yeah. and they Live made a you know. huge, huge announcement about that. Uh, the fact that Seven were thinking, well, we need to do something here. 
And I think that you'd find, I reckon, the AFL was definitely a motivation. To and get you, that. you think about it, the the boardroom conversation would have been, well, just just, just make a HD channel, no worries. And then they yeah, realise, yeah. and then they realise that in Sydney that doesn't work because because they can't say the AFL's in HD if it's not in Sydney. So a really tough marketing message for them to. So their marketing message, I think, will just be around AFL being in HD because they'll struggle to promote seven to promote seven HD. When it's confusing as being different content in different states, but uh, have a look at your TV. You didn't need to retune or anything. It just flicked the channels because the way television works is it's just a it's a video source and an audio source, and they've just switched them basically. So it's available now on your television. Shouldn't need a rescan, but it is in MPEG4. So older television sets will not receive Channel Seven HD, but you should be wise to that already because Channel Nine and Ten's HD channels are both in MPEG4. You're listening to Two Blokes Talking Tech. You know, I have mentioned the fact we are talking about the LG G5. I haven't heard you mention that. And uh, I think I mentioned it about three or four times. Uh, and we've both had a chance to look at this device. We first saw this in Barcelona. This is the modular design. Looks looks like a unibody phone. And LG, uh, uh, not not strangers to taking a bit of a gamble when it comes to their phones. They, they were the first to put the all the buttons and the, the, the volume controls on the rear panel. Mm. So that they're not scared to have a, to throw something out there. In this case, this year, they've, they've done the same and they've gone with the modular design, which basically means you can remove the chin. I call it the chin of the phone. It can be removed and you can take out the battery. And they've also got accessories, modular accessories, as well as what they call LG Friends that can either fit into the modular space or be paired wirelessly with the G5. Now, as a phone on its own, I was very impressed with the G5 and you've reviewed it as well. Uh, LG continue, I think, to be an underrated company when it comes to their smartphones. They have a great, they have a great uh, version of Android. I, I like the way the phone operates yes. as, a, as, a, as a smartphone with a big screen. Yep. It, it's on par, if not as good as any other one yep. in the market. And they've again, they've also included a, a twin lens camera. One being your regular uh, re- resolution. I think it's 16 megapixel. And there's a second one has got the 8 megapixel wide angle, which which I had a lot of fun taking photos. Okay, that's with this camera. That's with this camera. The wide angle. Uh, and again, the difference to the Huawei is the Huawei is two sensors, two lenses. This is one sensor, two lenses. Two lenses um, but and it's the wide angle is fantastic. You can be so wide that you can see your fingers if you're holding the phone the wrong right, way. Yeah, but gee whiz, it's yeah. useful sometimes to get that kind of like if if you're a parent bloody great phone because you get really great photos of kids parties and things you can see everything it's a really I think that is the standout feature of that phone and I think if they took the G4 and put the dual lenses on it it'd be a hit Absolutely. but what they did was then add these modules which are a great gimmick and I like the idea of having a spare battery carrying it around and being able to change it yeah. I'll let you talk about the the um, the, the Cam Plus. Yes. I want to talk about the 360 uh, yep. Cam, right? Okay. I, I've I've played a lot with 360 uh, cameras, 360 Fly in particular, and filmed a lot of 360 this content. Is a wireless device that connects wirelessly. So this one here is a little tiny a stick uh, camera with two lenses, front and back kind of thing, which wirelessly by Bluetooth connects to your smartphone. I took it to Melbourne. I strapped it on a go kart, ran around a go kart track. It was unbelievable. The vision on the phone looks really cool. The problem is. I have been unable to share that vision with anyone. Can't share it on Facebook because it just fails. Can't share it on YouTube. YouTube doesn't know it's 360 because 360 is complicated. You've got to add metadata, all this kind of stuff. But mate, 360 Fly 
in the app on the phone it just happens just works and you can set you can either give people the option yeah or you can set it on rails yeah for some reason i i could i could upload it to to facebook i could choose 360 but it would get to 98 percent processing every single time and would fail did you find as well with that camera because it was and i did a little bit of shooting myself with sort of the front and back camera because they're facing in two opposite directions I found that sometimes the light on one side was different to the other side. Interesting, and, and, I didn't. And it stitched the way it stitched it. You could kind of see the difference. Well, I use it indoors, so that's probably a th- something try, I wouldn't try have noticed. Try it outside. Yeah. You'll see that. Send it back. So the, no. the, the sun's this side, and the, the it's the sun isn't on the other see, side. And see, here's a great because it does like the 360 fly had the lens on top of it, so it gets right. a uniform a single exposure lens. to light. Now, the, to be to be fair to the LG 360 cam, it, it, it captures more because it's actually trying to capture the entire 360, whereas the fly doesn't capture underneath it. But, and you said, you know, give it a try. I've sent the 360 cam back, not just because they wanted it, but but because I I have no interest in it. Okay. And, and now, I know this sounds kind of tech nerd egotistical, but <laughs> when, when I love something, I will ask to keep it for as long as I can. Yeah. I've still got a 360 fly because I bloody love that thing. Can't and wait it, to see the 4K version. Mate, absolutely. If, if I loved that 360 cam, I would have asked to buy it. I don't, it was, yeah. it was a, it's a great form absolutely. factor. It's a absolutely. great concept, but it was a, it's a bit jittery in the video and it was too hard to okay. share. Let's talk about the, uh, well, the actual, the actual chin itself. Like, it, it does fit on pretty flush. But it doesn't. It kind of spoils the line of the phone a little bit. Like I've taken a photo yeah. here where you can see the visible, uh, the visible VPL, mate. Uh, and <laughs> <laughs> what was that? The VPL. VPL. Yeah. Okay. But <laughs> I, I'm trying to understand what that is. But anyway. <laughs> okay. Radio. I'm sure that was loud enough, Trevor, for people to hear that. And and that's something we never find on you. I've got to say. <laughs> But I, I'll talk about the uh, the grip, the cam grip, which is one of the modular products for the phone. There is a, let's let's be let's be upfront. I'll talk about the, both of them. The BNO is the high end audio module, and there's the cam grip, which is all the other module. There's only two modules, so yeah, at the moment. right out of the gate. It's a bit of a gamble for LG to say, right, we're building this whiz bang modular system. We've only got one other company interested in our own product. Let's hope this gets adopted. So it's a it, Customers listening to this are thinking, well, do I, do I take a chance yeah. and buy that modular phone? There could be nothing for this phone. Yeah, so there you go. And uh, so, well, the What's cam that grip. Is that ABBA or something? That's ABBA, I think, yeah. Saying very poorly. But um, the. Eurovision's on, grip, so getting in the thing. Yeah, you don't work at SBS anymore, mate, now. You don't I don't have to, have to care. That. You don't have to promote that now. But <laughs> the cam grip, I found to be. Look, the, the, the benefit of that is that. This thing, it gives you, it's got an added battery on board, a 1250 mAh hour battery. It's got physical control like a zoom, a shutter the button. Zoom, mate, the zoom was laggy. It didn't yeah, really work same. well. I found the same. It was, look, it was an ex, a, a, not a bad little add-on that didn't really add much to the camera, the phone on its own anyway. It's handy if you want to extend your battery life. So if you want to take a lot of photos, you're not going to, at least that spare battery helps you smashing the phone's camera as well. With the audio, if you're a real fan of audio and you want like 364 kilobit per second streaming, then the BNO is your. You, you can clip that on and enjoy that. But who is going to want to, or who who's going to want it for a start, and who's going to be able to tell the difference? Second, 
unless you're an absolute high-end audiophile, which if you've been a B&O customer, to be fair, you are you would be a, an audiophile. So two things for me on this phone. Um, the first one I forget, um, which is really... <laughs> you're too busy singing. Really <laughs> um, my, my biggest thing about... Oh, the hot swap. We talked about this in Barcelona. I wish yeah. it was hot swap. Yeah. It'd be very cool if you could pull the chin out, put a new battery in and not have to power it down yeah. and back on again. It sounds ridiculous because it takes a minute to reboot, but it would be... It would be it would be that would be revolutionary, hassle. right? Yeah, See, an interchangeable battery is not revolutionary, but interchanging on the go, brilliant, right? So that would be cool. My summary of this phone is it's the best $799 phone you can't buy because it's $1,099, which goes to our earlier conversation about Huawei. If LG, and I know it probably costs more, I don't know, but but if, if you wanted to move these units and, and raise your market share and market awareness, so people are going, what's that phone you've got? Because that's what we do. We look at each other's phones. It needs to be cheaper. My conclusion is that I wonder, and I'm reading out of my review here. I was going to say you can read this on TechGuide.com. I wondered, oh no, I looked at the phone. I like the phone. Don't get me wrong. I like Absolutely. the phone. Did I? Love the phone. Did I? But I'm just wondering how much better the phone would have been if it didn't have a modular design. If they thought, let's just go for broke here, make the thinnest, sharpest, sleekest phone we can ever make, how much better it would have been. The modular decision was a risky one. And and look, we could be ter- we we could be proved wrong, and it could be the Mate, biggest success ever. Yeah. But until other companies adopt this system, give it some some kind of credibility, and if, and give customers the the knowledge and and the and the satisfaction of thinking, okay, well, I can buy a phone with all these other modules. That was the question that was in the back of my mind: how much better this phone would have been if it didn't have that modular design? Because LG, as I said at the, at the top of this segment, they are a very underrated company when it comes to making smartphones. Absolutely. Very nice device. Very nice device. Full reviews at eftm.com.au and techguide.com.au. Now, I don't eat chocolate, so this is a hard one for me to talk. <laughs> what, what, what was your, your, uh, your minibar bill? It was all Kit Kats. <laughs> I did have, bill. I did have four Kit Kats. You went 20 million rupee yeah, on 20, Kit Kats. 20 million they charged me for Kit Kats. Um, <laughs> so I got a press release from Shazam and KitKat. I don't know who it was actually from, but I, I, I found this intriguing. I wanted you, to. You know what? I knew you were going to write this. I didn't write. I didn't write this story on Tech. I thought this is Trevor. Trevor special. I, this is. <laughs> yeah. The reason I wrote it was because I think it's a great story of free, evolution. Free KitKats is what you mate. Did you get any? No. Oh, you, I'm like, hello. Time. You've got my address, people. <laughs> Like, and the good thing is, just send me a box. Like, it's just yeah, hundreds of them. I don't too. care. No worries. Um, anyway, we, we don't go. but Shazam, right? Five years ago, or however long ago, Shazam was a, a, an app that you used when you're at a bar or a nightclub or in the taxi or somewhere and you want to hear what song that is and identify yeah. it. You just play it and in 15 seconds later, tell you what song it was. Revolutionary technology. Awesome. And they've now progressed to a point where they're now audio identifying advertisements. So you see Shazam this to get additional content yeah. from advertisements. And so now it's on packaging. So you can now buy KitKat, and it's got a, like if you buy the music one or the tech one, there's different prizes for different KitKats, and you Shazam. So you use the camera in Shazam. Exactly. It's a QR code using Shazam. They could have just put a code on, but it looks cooler to just have a normal package. But your camera recognizes which package you've got and takes you to an entry form to enter a competition. What a cool evolution of a thing, which is interesting to me because plenty of people have tried to create apps that do QR codes and all that kind of stuff. But who gives a crap? QR codes are ugly. You wouldn't put the one on the front of a KitKat. 
Yeah, there are a lot of um, people who don't realise there are a lot of apps you can actually download that can scan QR codes. Yeah, who's got one of those? Apart from Shazam, I, I've got a couple. But the QR codes, I think not, nerd, people, <laughs> not many people know about them for a start. I think people recognise a regular barcode. It's a but a QR thing, code, they think, what the hell is this? Anyway, yeah. so if you're buying a Kit Kat and you're wondering why it has the big logos on it and things, you can now Shazam it and you can win prizes. And tweet us if you want to find out our addresses to send the Kit Kats. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I tweeted at Kit Kat. I tweeted at everyone. Nothing. nothing. No response? Bupkus. Anyway, here we try. Two Blokes Talking Tech. Two Blokes Talking Tech. You're listening to Two Blokes Talking Tech with Trevor Long and Stephen Fennick. All right, it is time for the most important part of the evening. Um, oh, no, it's your minute review. Sorry, I was wrong. <laughs> uh, you're going to kick it off with a set of headphones. You know, I struggle with these um, style of headphones, the style that go around your neck and then wires up. Yep. Well, what did you think? Well, I, I quite like them because if... What it, are they, by the it, way? It, it, they're the Jabra Halo Fusion is the name of them. And what, what well, they've got what they call a neck band so that rather like normal wireless earphones, very hard to keep on your neck. Like if you want to, you've either got to take them off, put them in your pocket or keep them in your ears. What these do is that the neck band keeps them in place. You can wear it securely. The, the, the earbuds just hang on your chest. And then if you get a call or you want to hear some music, you just simply pop them in. So it's a convenient way to keep your earphones right, literally within, within your reach. Uh, Jabra also being a company that makes decent audio. Look, they're, they're, no, they're no Bose or Sennheiser, but they do make those affordable, still good sounding earphones. I, I use another pair of wireless Bluetooth earphones, the, the Jabra Sport Coach I use quite a bit. So I'm a fan of their sound, especially the Jabra Sport Coach. Is that okay? Run harder, Stephen! Yes, Run does. harder! It does. It, it actually, there's an app that gives can instruct you through a session. Every now and then it's go, where's Ziggy and Zaggy? <laughs> it does say that, yes. But uh, look, they only weigh 21 grams. They're really light. They're only 99.95, so they're not going to break the bank. That's actually pretty darn good for a set of blue, wireless Bluetooth headphones. And that's how they look like. That's that's actually my... You know this is a podcast? It's my neck and chest. I'm, you know this I'm is showing you, though. I'm showing... I'm telling you. <laughs> We're at techguide.com.au, folks. Yes. Uh, that's not your so neck. That is my that's neck. That's a stand-in. That's mine. You got a much bigger neck than that, man. I just had to crop out. I just had to use a filter to get all rid of all the hair. No, I didn't. No, that's actually me, and that is actually my the side of my face. That's showing, the side of your head. I've seen showing, the side of your head. Showing <laughs> how the uh, the neck band sits. Yeah, and you've got beautiful the, children. You could have used them as a bloody model. Well, they weren't home at the time. So uh, the the neck band also has all the controls. So you got all your navigation uh, controls. Aaron's not offended. I don't mean beautiful in terms no, of no, you know. But uh, no, they've got all the controls are on the neck band. You can navigate your music. You can also answer all your calls as well. So it's pretty good for call quality. I did make a lot of calls through them and they sounded terrific. Uh, the earbuds will have a, like a noise isolation silicon tip. So not quite noise cancelling, but does isolate the noise pretty well as well. The Jabro Halo Fusion 99.95. All the details, techguide.com.au. Two Blokes Talking Tech. You're listening to Two Blokes Talking Tech. With Trevor Long and Stephen Fennick. All right, I will declare that I'm going to chime in where I choose here on this one. This is the LG Stylus DAB Plus smartphone. Let me just set the scene for us, Trevor. We can listen to the radio on our phones already. But to do that, we need data because we need to stream that content. And I found that an hour of radio uses between 30 and 40 megabytes of data. Did you know that? Yeah, an hour of television uses a gigabyte. I understand, but if you're listening, if you're if you're a fan of the radio, you like listening to it on the move. Some people, and I'm sure people have rung into Two E and said, oh, "I love listening all day," and they've rung Two GB and they say the same. Yep. They listen for hours at a time, yep. and that uses data. So, with the Stylus Dab Plus, 
It is the first phone in Australia, or possibly the world. Have you heard of another? It is phone in the world. Yep. That has its built-in digital radio tuner, so which means you can get more than just the FM stations, because the, the yes. phone's also got an FM. Plenty of phones have FM, FM radios radio. in them. This has got all the digital radio stations. It does. So now you can listen all day long without using a single kilobit of data. Before we talk about the app, here's my my number one problem with the concept is. All the people that have rung me over the years saying, how much data am I using? Is it going to cost me too much money? Do you know where they live? Outside of Sydney. They're listening to those radio stations because they've <laughs> moved and they want that radio station where digital radio is not available. This works only in Sydney, Melbourne, Brisbane, Adelaide and Perth and Darwin and Canberra on trial. Um, so it's very restrictive in what you can do. So well, the FM works everywhere. Though. FM, you yeah, get FM radios. Yeah, mate, FM radios is not a revolution in yeah, phones. I understand. understand. Well, I think... Uh, LG, we, I think that look that that's that's obviously the killer feature of the phone. The other half of the name is the stylus, which I think is is surprisingly good. The stylus I really liked, and it lets you write memos and and write on screenshots and do all kinds of things. Uh, it's got a nice big screen too. I like the five point seven inch screen. It's HD, seven point five millimeters as well. Seven point four weighs one forty five grams. So big. And it's four forty nine. That's this is a good. Price point for a big screen stylus based smartphone. Very good. Yes. Very good. Impressive. Very affordable. Um, And look, here's where we'll talk about the app now. Now, to to access radio, there's a dedicated Digital Radio Plus app, and there's also an FM radio app, which is kind of on a lot of phones anyway. And we, we both agree in our reviews that for me, it surprised me to see that the focal feature of the phone, being the digital radio, didn't have a kick-ass app that was really intuitive, really beautifully designed, and that was easy to navigate. I said in my review, why can't, while well, I'm listening to why can't I swipe left, swipe right, swipe, swipe, swipe through the radio stations? They said to me, oh, there's too many radio stations, because they, they've come back to me about my review. I just think it, it doesn't have an intuitive user interface. On the FM radio on here, you can set six presets. Yeah. You can't no, set 12, presets. Set 12 presets on, on the, the But, but in, like in yeah. one screen, yeah. there's six yeah. there, right? Just and, like and you can, can on a, you can on a, seek, in a You can seek the next station too, Just like you down. can in a car, yeah, right? Yeah. You've got to remember, we, we, we're not changing radio here, we're just giving a different radio experience. Yeah. And the app doesn't give that the number one problem with the app how do you shut it up <laughs> it oh, I me, love radio it took me 20 minutes but I couldn't off. get it yeah, to shut I'm up you have to go back to a menu to the station list and then the menu yes. again to turn it off we should point out too that it needs the earphones and not just the LG I've tested it with no, other earphones yeah. it works the earphones act as an antenna That's at right. all times there is a mode for you to turn it on a speaker mode even though you the still an- need yes. the antenna uh, your yeah. headphone, the earphones as the antenna which I thought sounded pretty good I had it on a table it was clear enough to hear across the room I thought yeah. that was, the speaker was loud enough to for it to be your radio i think it's a very smart move by lg a genius move by lg because they're getting about five million dollars worth of airtime across commercial radio stations <laughs> in australia just yeah just just to promote this phone um because it'll give awareness of the fact that lg make phones so but the app lets it down in in absolute spades it's that's a very the, very off, disappointing yeah, in, uh, it's very very disappointing yeah. um you can see that uh the off button and the and the screenshots on stephen's review at techguide.com.au and mine up at eftm.com.au well uh we're going for a dip they serve ham- after hamburgers after you, <laughs> after you oh you've got your swimmers on uh, Never mate, have I ever yeah, gone for a dip in some mate, random person's I, I, pool. Look, I'll make a confession. I uh, oh, what's going oh, on? We were, we were in Bali, yep. and everyone was in the pool except me. 
and I, I didn't have my, my my board shorts on, and I thought, do I go back to the room, or do I just I'll, I'll or do I just jump into? I'll my interject here with breaking news, and we should pass on our deepest respect to the family of Reg Grundy, who passed yes, away this of course, week. Yes. Um, and it's it's relevant yeah, to your story because uh, that's yeah. what you swam. I swam in my Reg Grundy's. Yeah, nobody noticed. I sat in the pool the whole time, ate my burger, drank my soft drink, and uh, just had a good laugh. As did you, Trevor. Although you had your boardies on. Yeah. Thanks to the good people at Huawei. It was a great trip, uh, great phone, and we'll have more details on that later. Thank you for listening. Thank you for downloading. We'll be back again next week. On, I haven't confirmed with you, but I'm thinking we'll do it from the eBay event. Um, uh, that's if, right. Yeah, next week. Yes, yeah. I heard. <laughs> I, had, no. I had the PR person ring me. I said, I'm thinking, I haven't spoken to Stephen yet. He goes, yeah. I said, is he invited? Yeah, so that. it was I often brilliant. I get the second call. I don't get the first call very often. <laughs> I get the second call. We'll be back next week uh, talking eBay and retail on here on Two Blokes Talking Tech.